Hello, I'm Hannah Tordoff and I'm the founder and director of Crown of Glory European Pageants. Hi, I'm Hannah Travers and I am the co-director of Crown and Glory European Pageants. And today we are discussing pageant prize packages. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Um, This is exciting. I love a prize, but I find it really interesting that myself and a lot of other pageant girls don't really consider prize packages when they're looking at what the system to do. We have got a future episode coming out where we are discussing uh, choosing your system and the things you should go into. Um, But this felt like it was such a big topic in itself because so rarely are um, contestants looking at the prize packages. Not just what they're going to gain, but what they're committed to by winning certain prizes, um, be it internationals or other connections. Um, So I felt like this needed a whole episode to itself to discuss this. Um, And one of the systems that I came across uh, was Crown and Glory because you guys have a pretty incredible um, prize package. So I thought felt like you were the perfect guest to get on. Um, But um, I'll come over to Hannah Tordor first. Um, What made you want to start a system? So uh, I competed in a little charity pageant called Miss Community after doing Wales Regionals and um, then I competed in Galaxy and I just felt really clueless. Um, So my nana passed away and my uncle died in a motorbike accident and he used to raise money on his motorbike for the nan's hospice. So I thought, well, what's the best thing to do? And at the time... Um, having pageants as a fundraiser wasn't actually, wasn't really a thing. There wasn't really any out there. I think it was just this community at the time and maybe one or two. So um, I did that and it was just an absolute hit. On that first one, raised five and a half grand. Um, it just went from there. It was really, really good. So that's just, that's what made me basically dive into it. And what I wanted to do was uh, try and help people like I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Hannah Travers, um, gonna, I'm going to end up calling you by your surnames by the end of this. I'm going to call you Fred and Ginger, like just <laughs> for Hannah. Um, what made you want to become a director? Um, so I actually competed in Crown and Glory about, I think it was 2017 uh, in the England. I'm looking at Hannah in the corner and she's trying to work it out too. Um And I just fell in love with pageantry. It was my first pageant and Crown and Glory had such a nice feel to it. It didn't feel judgmental. As soon as I came, there was a couple of girls who were like, oh, you can put your stuff next to mine and were genuinely helpful when I said it was my first time. 
um, I just fell in love with it and I fell in love with Crown and Glory because of the slogan, which is, um, well, I'm going to get it wrong now, aren't I? Believe in yourself, be you. Am I right? Yeah. Which which is great um, because actually I think it's really, really important in, in pageantry to be yourself. Um, and I always go for pageants that represent something I believe in. So I, I like the motto of it, basically. And I just, I couldn't not be part of the family. Well, that's amazing. Um, prize packages massively vary from system to system. Um, but as I said earlier, many contestants don't actually know what's up for grabs on certain prize packages, which just does seem a bit nuts that we go in to compete and we don't actually know what we're competing for beyond the crowd. In a way, that's nice. I've got to say, in a way, that's quite nice that we don't necessarily care, in inverted commas, about the prizes. Um, and I guess because there's only kind of one winner. But I do think maybe we should start caring more, particularly as pageants are getting more and more expensive. Um, in the UK, the, the gown expectations just do seem to be getting higher. And people don't necessarily listen when they say, look, you can borrow or hire or wear again. And um, people don't. They seem to be much more willing to run themselves into lots of debt over it. So maybe we can counterbalance that by trying to choose pageants with, with better prize packages. And um, so can you tell, tell us a bit about the prize packages that you offer as part of Crown and Glory? So one of the things that I think when you're talking about cost of pageants, yes, they're getting extremely expensive to enter. Um, I think one of the great things about Crown and Glory is that we give our contestants discount off of dresses before they've even competed. Um, and they also get free makeup from our makeup sponsors. So even just entering as a contestant, you get that. You get regular support from us. Um, and then for our winners the prizes are worth an extortionate amount of uh, of money we've got um gissing's boutique who are the dress company that are don't uh, discounting sorry gissing's boutique are discounting uh dresses for our contestants for anyone who's competing um all they've got to do is is go and speak to sean and prove that they they are competing in our pageant um for the winner, she's doing a hamper that's worth £250. Um, and that includes vouchers for dresses, makeup, jewellery, bags, shoes. Um, so I think that in itself, when Crown and Glory for an adult contestant costs £250, you've already got that just as your sole prize just there. Um, we've also chosen this year because we've expanded to an international that's based in the UK. Um, we've actually got girls traveling over from Europe, which I think is, is amazing. They're not based in the UK, they're literally traveling over here to compete, uh, which we're super excited about. But as a result, we were not taking anyone abroad to compete. So instead we're treating the winners to a holiday. Um, we're looking at Ibiza. Hannah doesn't know that yet, but I'd be looking at Ibiza. <laughs> um, and looking so this at is for the over 18s. Like yeah, this is for the, yeah. the older ones. I tell you what, though, I go to Ibiza to eat. 
I, I go to when we used to holiday in Ibiza, the food is incredible. So just take take the younger ones, but with parents. When can Felicity sign up so I can come? <laughs> well, we start at five, so We've got a couple more years to work on her platform. Um yeah. I oh I don't know if the episode will have gone out yet, but I do I've got an episode coming up about crown chasers. Um and in it, I basically concluded that the best comparison I could give would be my daughter is a crown chaser. Because <laughs> all she cares about is the sparkle. Oh, that's um, amazing. So I, I've called my three out as a crown chaser. Anyway, we digress. I'll back to, back to you. <laughs> um, I think another great prize that we've got. So we've got this makeup company that is exclusively sponsoring Crown and Glory. Um, and they're sending out, people can't see, but Hannah and I actually have the eyeshadows on. You've got the foundation on. And it's, it's a, makeup is amazing. Like it's all natural. It's vegan friendly, cruelty free, all that kind of stuff. And they're sponsoring Crown and Glory solely. Um, so it means that our contestants get the eyeshadows um, and the winners they're putting together makeup packs for as well. So that's that's another really exciting prize that we've got. They are actually looking at sending as well our makeup artists closer to the time, whether we have one or two. They're going to work alongside the makeup artists and actually send them makeup to put on the finalists. So anyone that books in for makeup can have the sponsor's makeup put on their face. And um, that's just brilliant in itself because the, the pigments and the quality is absolutely brilliant. And obviously, and 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 predominantly, like not, I've not heard of that in any of the systems, and um, so a very very unique prize as well. Yeah, we work really hard in when we're looking at prize packages. We, for well, since it started, it's always been an aim to provide not only the experience and the welcoming and trying to make everyone feel like they've learned something and they've been supported, but also walking away with things that they can say, this is what, you know, I, I won this. I'm Because they obviously work, if they win, they work with those sponsors as queens. And I think that that's really cool and really nice. So does that become part of your process for choosing what's included in your prize packages, sort of making sure that it's it's something that um, is of value um, like, and relevancy to the contestants? I think when we were choosing the prize packages, we wanted something that was very relevant to the pageant industry and that we knew they were reputable companies. Um, we actually met the makeup company at, a, at an event and got speaking to them and developed a, a personal relationship. It's the same with Gissing's Boutique. Um, so we know that they're professional. We know they're highly thought of. Um, and we know that they do incredibly good quality products. Um, which is what we wanted to provide to our contestants. We didn't want to just provide them with tat um, that you can get in. I think a lot of pageants do like a little goodie bag um, and it's great. And it costs, what people don't realise is that those little goodie bags cost the director so much money mm-hmm. because not everything will have been donated from, from people. There'll be stuff that the director's paid out of their own pocket for that. Um, and I feel like sometimes that stuff can just go in the bin um, so when we've been choosing our prizes, we've wanted to make sure that they've been really good quality and that people are proud that they've got them. Yeah. I think I went off a bit off topic there. Sorry. No, I no, like talking. No, I think that's completely on topic. I think that's very important. Um, 
is there a lot of work then in arranging the prizes um and we've talked about sort of i know some get you can get some donated and then some you do end up having to pay for and things is there quite a lot a lot of planning and prep that goes into that yeah so as uh, soon as we speak to a sponsor we therefore we do emails and phone calls and we come up with a plan so we find out what they want what do they want for giving it you know for helping us because that's what they're doing and they don't have to come on board with us they don't have to support they don't have to give all these things to these girls so we have to come up with a plan that will benefit us but in a way that would really benefit them so for instance um jay at root minerals we've done um phone calls and emails and we just we just discussed what he wanted what he's going to give us and what we can actually make worthwhile so um they are giving percentage off to every single finalist so not only in our pageant do you get actually a prize package for winning for just entering you actually get a, a package so just becoming a finalist you get literally a discount list you get um the, the training isn't it with Gissing's Boutique um, mm-hmm. the owner of Gissing's Boutique used to be um, in pageants as well so she knows what she's talking about she's a star designer she's a dress owner um, she's very successful so she's offering all this to every single finalist before they even get on that stage that is absolutely brilliant it's there is so many elements to pageantry that I think particularly when you're first starting out that you don't register there. Um, I countless times, probably too many, I should probably stop talking about how hideous my first competition was, but I learned so much. And I still had the most amazing time. When I say hideous, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it or that I was like, anything was bad or that my dress got cut up. It was hideous with how bad I was, but it was so bad. It was funny. Like my, from my hair, my makeup, outfits, everything was so, but how much I still wanted to come back and do it again. Whereas a lot of people would have been like, it was great. It was hideous, but I had fun, but I'm not going to come back again. Whereas if you've got the support that you feel like you've, you've grown from the journey more, you've had that sort of extra additional, um, you, you've won, you've had prizes before you've even competed. Um, I feel like that's really going to encourage people to want to come back to, to to any system within the industry, but at least to come back to the industry because they've had that extra support, um, which makes such a difference. Um, for me, so for me, winning the title um, is, can't speak today at all. For me, part of winning the title is then going on to support the pageant system, promote the system, help to encourage other girls to sign up to the system. Not pageant contestant poaching. I'm not advocating for that. That's the second time I've said that today in podcasts. I'm not advocating pageant poaching, but to help support your your system. And and I think part of that is also supporting your sponsors. So, um, which for me would mean sharing posts about them and sort of talking about my my prizes and tagging the brands and stuff and showing the love because we so we want these brands to come back and keep supporting pageants and um, are with with yourselves are winners contracted to share anything about the prizes or uh, do you think they should just naturally do it um is it okay um for that for for title holders to be asked of that like what are your opinions around that the promotion of sponsors by by the winners so um, 
I think it's part of your, I think with every pageant, it's kind of expected. I think Hannah and I have both competed um, and the systems that we've competed in have always said when you've, when you've won, please promote the prizes that you've, that you've got in your package and do that the day after or you continue to do it. Um, I think it's just courteous. It's just saying, saying thank you. Um, Crown and Glory, we are contracted. Well, we are an international pageant uh, now. Um, but we, the girls are contracted in general, but we're not overly pushy. We just kind of give them little nudges occasionally, being like, oh, can you, can you just promote Gissing's Boutique a little bit? Or can you just promote, last year the girls had teeth whitening thrown in, can you just promote that company? Um, you know, it's, it's never, you've got to do so many posts of a week or a month or whatever. It's just the occasional... Oh, we haven't done anything in a little while. I mean, we we do it for the pageant ourselves. Like we we regularly make sure that the page is doing it, like our Facebook and our social media pages are doing it. Yeah. But then we just nudge the contestants, and I think it's kind of contestants should just use their initiative to do it um, a little bit. It is just a thank you, and it's just being polite at the end of the day. I think as well when you're accepting lots of newbies and encouraging a lot of newbies into pageants, uh, it's something that is worth explaining and actually giving your time to the contestants to say this is kind of how we work so start practicing now because practice it as a finalist then you are you're at the level when you're a queen and then you just go on and on and it becomes very very natural like Hannah was saying uh, but a lot of the newbies don't know that uh, so we do have to yeah we do have to give nudges and whatnot but they're they're doing really good actually I think they catch on really well we've got some really really great queens who are who all have hearts of gold and um yeah they they all try their best even though they're a little bit stressed I think at the moment with uh with life in general they're they're still giving everything they can to crown and glory without us even asking um which is always really great yeah, one of the things I've, I've found myself saying in lots of episodes is I don't want to just do lockdown content for the podcast because we will come out of lockdown eventually. And I know people go back and listen to these. So sometimes the things that we're talking about don't necessarily count when in lockdown. Um, but but outside of lockdown are really relevant. And But then to be fair, there are people that during lockdown have had nothing to do. Um, they've been bored. They've watched everything available on Netflix. And then you're kind of like, couldn't you have used this time to promote some of your sponsors or big up your system? Like, sort of like, oh, like I'm not even a title holder and I've been doing bits and pieces and around a million and one other things, but I also I have well, I think in today's climate as well, where you've got um, the Facebook page planner that allows you to schedule posts. And I found an Instagram one the other day. Like you can just spend... Like if you've got a couple of hours just scheduling posts for the, for the month mm. and then you don't even really have to think about it. So like you're saying, if, if there's people who haven't had a lot to do and they haven't been doing stuff like that, it's, it's kind of just a, they, they just need a gentle nudge, I think, to, to get the bottoms moving with helping the sponsors. 
I think you can get um, different directors and stuff that I've spoken to about this. They do feel the frustration when it comes to getting title holders to do stuff, um, whether it's promoting their sponsors, promoting their system, just doing anything other than let the crown gather dust. <laughs> um, and I talk about it in so many different ways from so many different angles to try and get girls to realize what an honor it is because they're so excited that they've got this crown on the day. Um, and then the vast majority then don't seem to do half, at least half the things they say they're gonna do. And it can get a really annoying. Um, we've got, oh, it feels like I've been talking about this a lot today, but it's because I'm recording a lot of content for the next couple of months at the moment. Um, about that, have a plan for what you're gonna do with your title before you win um, and factor in there how you're gonna support your sponsors. I feel like that's an episode in itself. So I'll get working on that, how we should be um, supporting our sponsors, whether there are our ones as contestants or whether they're coming from the pageant itself. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. I feel the director's frustration when I've spoken, sort of doing research and things um, about how they deal with how we as an industry can grow and when we get on to talking about finding more sponsors and and getting bigger and better prize packages to draw more contestants in um and that was actually where i found out that actually a lot of contestants don't look at the prize packages anyway and i'm like why not um, why don't they realize i think it's really frustrating for the pageant directors because i know I know Hannah has posted so much about the fact that we're taking the over-18s away on holiday. Um, and whenever I go to talk to someone about Crown and Glory, uh, like if they're asking about it, I just kind of, they, they go, oh, they go away on holiday. And I'm like, yeah. Like, it's, we, we post it everywhere. The, our queens are brilliant. They share it, like, all the time. Um, but people just don't necessarily pay attention and I don't know how much of that is because there is so much content on Facebook especially at the moment that people kind of skim through it and don't necessarily see um, or they think it's too good to be true and there's so many pageants now so many pageants which are going international so it's like oh it's just another international do you know that's the kind of feeling I get from it yeah yeah um, I might be being really naive here, but you're the only international I know of in the UK. Is that right? Or obviously there are nationals that lead to internationals. Yeah, so um, Miss European pageant, actually, I think it, they switch years. So sometimes they're held in the UK, um, but I think it changes to different countries every year. And it did. And basically Europe and the world starts and finishes in the UK, but they are mainly Paris. So yeah, I think we are the only UK situated international, yeah, where everyone comes to us and they stay with us. Yeah. And it's so, we're so excited about that. Like it's the, the amount of girls that we've got coming over from different countries, it's gonna, the, the day is going to be crazy and insane but like everyone is so lovely it's it's really exciting do you think because um as this 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 will be the first year that your prize package has included the the, the trip away maybe it'll be once that starts getting pe people share the photos being on the trip 
then it suddenly isn't something they're going to skim through because they're like, oh, that's my mate who went. Um, they'll actually know. So maybe that's the, I guess, the kind of the difference once people see. Um, yeah. There is so much on social media and at the moment, and it's so much is getting lost. Like all the good quality stuff that you want to see is getting lost. But, um, and there's, yeah, there's so many campaigns and there's so many like photo pageants and stuff like that. And I, part of me thinks, oh, this is great. It's so lovely to see so much stuff happening. But then I also know there are a lot of girls, they work really hard to set a campaign up and it doesn't move anywhere because there's just so much at the moment. Um, but they also still want to be doing something. Um, so I can, yeah, I can see the sort of the flood and hopefully is normally this time of year, there's less on social media. Um, it's normally a much quieter time work-wise I'd probably norm I'd normally half my content that I'm putting out because people are out and about a lot more whereas actually this is like winter times a hundred <laughs> for the content flow but we've digressed slightly but never mind I feel like that was I feel like that was relevant anyway in a way and um, mm -hmm. do, do you you generally have found that that contestants don't really know in advance what prizes they're getting yeah, I think everyone just expects to get a crown and a set and I don't know, like, a, like I said before, a goodie bag of bits and pieces. Um, there's a lot of pageants sponsored by Earring Envy, which Crown and Glory is as well. I'm sorry if you just heard my other half shouting, Chelsea's on. Um, <laughs> it was a cat. <laughs> I thought it was a cat meowing. <laughs> it's my boyfriend shouting. I'm guessing Chelsea have scored. Um, but yeah, I did ask him to be quiet. Um, but yeah, I think people just expect prizes to, to be there. They, they don't care what they are. They just expect them to, to be there. They know they're going to get a crown. They know they're going to get a sash. They know if it's going to an international or not. Um, yeah, but I think, I think another thing to really consider is if it's an international abroad, it's a great prize, really, really, really great prize to have. But... I think people also have to consider, especially people with younger children, um, in fact, adults and anyone really, like getting time off work, getting time away from school, because obviously other countries have different holidays to us, um, different times off. So it can be quite tricky. When I told my work I needed um, two weeks off, okay, I only needed a week off. But when I told them I needed a week off or two weeks off to go to Texas, um, they kind of pulled a face and went, really? For a pageant? And I was like, yes, for a pageant. You know, it, it, it's not always easy for people to get time off to travel, whereas us having the international in the UK, it's, it's at a time which is suitable for people who have kids. It's at a weekend, people can travel. You're still going to get that big feel of going to an international. It's just going to be in North Wales, you know? It's, it's different. We've got some beautiful new crowns that are coming out. Like, they are stunning. I want to go back and compete, but I can't. See, I know some some girls like uh, the national that leads to international that takes them to another country, not because they necessarily want to compete at an international in another country, but they like travel. Um, so that's where you can look at a pageant that's in the UK and go, well, it might not lead to an international... It might not lead me to go to another country to compete, but I could go on to another country as a prize and it'd be a lot less stressful than competing somewhere else. Like I couldn't imagine competing without the glam squad, without Patrick and Duncan, like 
just Patrick just keeps my feet on the floor when I'm like going nuts. He's like my guru or something. Like I just, it would scare me to go, to go abroad to compete somewhere else and not have him. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. I feel like the, just the travel and just having the trip away, you get that travel bug um, fulfilled without actually the stress of having to compete away. I like that. I'm, it's really nice as well because we're bringing, uh, so we've got Malta, Portugal, um, Gibraltar, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Sweden, Poland. Um, yeah, we've got an absolute array of, um, of ladies coming in from various countries, all the way from five onwards. And um, yeah, I think it's nice for them to actually come out of the country because we forget that we're going, yay, we're going to America. What about the Americans that live in Texas or live in Orlando or live close? Yes, they're competing, but they're still there. They don't get that, that yeah. international travel. Whereas we're kind of given that opportunity. We're kind of like them. We're just in the UK. So it's, it's giving more people in the UK more opportunity to compete in an international like hannah said if you've got children we've got um yeah we've got former queens coming back uh we're, we're really lucky we all of our queens uk queens are dying to come back again and they're still title holders so we're trying to hold them back a little bit aren't we um so yeah it's it's really really nice that we can actually give the opportunity and we've chose a lovely location which we've been in for years and it doesn't cost an arm and a leg as well. We could have chosen London. We could have chosen right next to an airport, but we didn't. We kept it where it was. It's accessible, but it's really affordable. So it gives more people opportunity, especially to bring their family. Yes, it does rack it up now. Felicity wants to actually come to all the um, all the pageants with me. Um, Luckily, she still seems to be able to sneak in under my skirts and not have to pay for a ticket. But yeah, it does start, add, it does start adding up with hotels and things with her travelling with me, all the fun. And how as contestants and queens could we be helping our system secure bigger and better prizes? I, I'm guessing this kind of links into sort of stepping up and being better at promoting sponsors mm -hmm. in general. So we were talking about this the, the other day and we don't actually think it's up to the contestants or the queens to secure better sponsors um, for us. But I, I agree that if they're naturally promoting, it's going to draw other people to, to sponsor the pageant. Um, but they shouldn't feel that pressure to be like, right, let's go find the pageant a, a, a nice big sponsor. We're really lucky we're sponsored by Dunlop. I never know if I'm saying that correct, um, but you know, yeah, tire companies. We're um, we're really lucky that we're sponsored by them. Um, they help us run run the pageant. Um, got some great sponsors that help with dresses and makeup, and we've got the crown sorted and everything. So we don't necessarily need our girls to do that, but by promoting our current sponsors. Um, then it means that in following years, we might be able to get additional sponsors just by going, look, this is what our girls do in general. But I don't think we should feel that pressure to go out and find additional people. Yeah, no, I think that's that seems to be like the general general theme when um, I do need to do, again, well, we've already got planned a couple of episodes around sponsorship and things like that coming up. Um, and this just stepping up and yeah being better at promoting promoting the system promoting the sponsors and things I think in the UK 
needs needs work if we want to grow to kind of the level of things of places like America is quite important. And um, anything else? I I I have something else I'd like to add actually. Um, when is your um your next date? So uh, we moved the pageant to August 2021. So when it came to doing that, we could have um, left it and just hoped for the best that we could run it this year. But I, we didn't feel that was fair. So we spoke to our queens because they're our queenies. Um, they literally cheered. Um, I actually want to say some shed a tear over the fact that they could still stay for an extra year um although they are saying can we have new crowds can we have new sashes um i mean they're so demanding uh, but we we said yes we are going to get we've got them new crowns and um, they have a new sashes because they deserve it they're so good so once they all accepted because we we said to them you don't have to literally they could they could end it in august please just come back and hand over if you don't win another title in next year but they were awesome so we've then moved it to the 13th 14th and 15th of august 2021 so the main event for everyone coming to watch will be saturday the 14th um the friday the 13th not unlucky is going to be so our hannah here is qualifying in nutrition and that type of thing so she's going to give a talk which will be really really good we've got habit fitness so Gemma Pritchard she's going to come and do a self-defense class which is really really cool I think they're going to absolutely love it and we're going to use that evening to just let them get to know each other no judges nothing else just let them get to know each other have a bit of fun learn a bit and learn the dance routine so it takes that little bit of pressure off them then then they come on the the Saturday they've got their full day and then the 15th again is only for the winners so that morning will be a photo shoot with Aunt Bradshaw and we everyone knows Aunt styling story um, international photography so and we'll be doing a studio photo shoot with them in the morning so that'll be really nice because obviously we've got a lot of international girls we'll want the photo shoot straight away yeah because otherwise they're going back off to different countries and then you've got to pay to come back together again and yeah so, oh, an amazing weekend and i'll have moved that little bit closer to you by then i move in july <laughs> next year so my travel distance will be a little bit less hideous. Um, that literally was one of my factoring things when we looked at moving. I was like, will it make it quicker for me to get to pageant stuff? <laughs> I won't move anywhere where it's going to take us longer. It needs to, it needs to decrease the list. And is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I think girls should just ask the pageant systems what pageant before you enter it don't just go with what seems most popular at the time um because i think there's like seems to be some pageants that become really popular and are less popular um it's researching the pageant seeing if it's suitable for yourself and seeing if you like the prizes and seeing if you can take part in the prizes um if there's specific dates involved yeah i definitely agree with hannah on that one there are there seem to be um, pageants that are more popular don't just feel like you have to go with the trend if you see one more 
um, commonly shared doesn't mean any others are not as good. Have a look and if you're confused about their rounds or anything, ask for the information pack. Uh, with us personally, we are completely available to all of our contestants from the second they enter to the minute they get on that stage. So that could be help with, are we choosing the right shoes? Um, are we doing the interview right? You know, absolutely anything. What do you think of this dress? Anything we help with. So I think if a director is willing to, most directors, I think, I, I don't think there's any directors out there that would say no, speak to them just ask them look can I give you a call can we do a video chat and just speak to them about you know what's actually involved so it's not as um, scary. I do think we do get very afraid of asking uh, directors questions um, yes. like we're gonna get marked down but it's not you're not judged until the day <laughs> it's not until the day ask the questions that's how we learn that's what I've really loved actually about the podcast I feel like I've ended up as a really nice go-between uh, for people that they don't necessarily feel confident asking their system. So they ask me and then I go ask. <laughs> or I tell them, no, I know that director, they're lovely. Go and ask them directly yourself. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think that's really important. This is where I should be doing a shameless plug for um, pageantland.online and our amazing system database, but we are still working on it. Um, it is not up yet. Um, but there will not just be a list of pageants on there. There's going to be the nitty gritty information about each system. So you can find the system that's right for you, um, that it can be your first port of call when you start researching which systems you want to go into. Um, and it's not just going to be the name of the system and where the final is and the month it's happening. We are, we are sharing deep, deep down dirty details. <laughs> Not that pageants have dirty details, but um, like the proper details when we get that up and running. So um, I can't wait to share that with everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this very hot and sticky evening. I know we're all melting, um, but I do think it's been a very worthy episode and I look forward to speaking to you both again really soon. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.